Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Moral Hangover. I'm your host, Katie, and I am here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. How are you, Vicky Bruins? I'm good. How are you? Ugh, you know. Another day, another fucking dollar. I know. Day by day is my motto for, for all this stuff. And the fact that everything is now extended basically another month, like, we just have to start getting used to this. Yeah, so Vic and I are so used to seeing each other, like, every day. Not every day, but maybe, like, a couple times a week. But now, since we're quarantined, we virtually video chat <laughs> a few times a week to try and, like, catch up. We always start with business, and then it starts turning into personal. And then we attempt to go back to business. I know. We're always, like, taking off on our tangents. Yeah. So, like, fill us in on your hot updates in your life. You know, I feel like no one has updates <laughs> right now. But, you know... Last week, I was like, I can handle this quarantine. I think I'm really liking it. Like, I'm home right now. So I have my mom. She brings me coffee every morning, um, makes my dinner. So I am like, I can get used to this. All I have to do is work. I'm like the provider of the family. (laughs) (laughs) And then this week was really tough. And I'm like, okay, I need to go back to work. I need to be in person. I need some human interaction. Like, it's it's hitting me now at first I was like oh I could do this like I love this lifestyle but now I'm like no see how you're feeling now is how I've been feeling this whole entire quarantine like I my siblings are home I'm home my parents are on my ass about the stupidest shit and I'm just over it I'm so over it like I had a meltdown last week and I like started crying I just bitched my sisters out someone went into the family room where my makeshift desk is and like spilled water on my desk they think one of the dogs like hopped on my notebook it's the whole thing and it was just the most horrible way to start my Monday morning. And then I felt my whole week was off. When you texted me that, the picture of your notebook, I was like, oh, my God, the pages. I would have, like, cried. I would have been like, I cannot do this week. So the fact you even did the week was pretty impressive, Katie. I was like a full-blown psycho. Like, honestly, I feel bad for anyone had to, who had to deal with me because my text and my family group message, I was like, none of you have respect for me. That's so funny. <laughs> I guess I can update everyone on my life. What else has been happening? Besides the notebook dilemma, um, I started a TikTok. Vic and I are both on TikTok. At us. I'm at Katie, but call me Coco. She's at Vic Bruno underscore. I've been loving TikTok. Do I wear some inappropriate outfits sometimes? Yes. Am I here for it? Also, yes. Um, you know what's funny? You knew my TikTok. I was like, oh my God, she's about to ask me for my TikTok. Like, I have no idea what my username is. And you just know it. I'm like, I know because The Moral Hangover also has a TikTok, everyone, so go follow it. It's at The Moral Hangover Podcast. And whenever I give support, I always, I try to support everyone's videos, myself included, and Vix, and my my <laughs> sister. So I'll go on our account and I'll type in your name to find your videos and like, like, and comment. So that's been exciting. Um, I actually, people have been like reaching out to me for dating inquiries since starting a TikTok. And, you know, a lot of TikTok is creepy old men. We touched on that with Brianna. But are you getting some cuties from this? I, I think I have one person that may be my soulmate. I'm totally kidding. I'm never going to get married. But I have someone who has, like, a really cool job and reached out to me. And Vic has heard this story so many times because I text her every single life update of my life. So this guy, he, like, posted a video. And I thought it was cool. So I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, cool shit. And then... After I commented, he followed me on TikTok. And then I followed him back. And I was like, okay, this is probably the end of our relationship. And then he finds my Instagram, adds my Instagram. I follow back. I'm like, okay, whatever. 
And then he DMs me and says, hi, with a wave face. So I'm like, okay, like get the wedding ready now. Like, I guess it's happening. So then he starts texting me and he's like totally full of himself and I can just tell. And I'm just giving the most shit. I'm saying like, do you think you're cool because of this? Like nice. And I'm just being such a cold bitch because people who get all these girls and like these sliding girls DMs, like they're used to getting a reaction and I'm giving the opposite reaction. And this is what Serena said, guys. Remember our episode with Serena? She was like, if they want to make time for you, they will. And you can't like be overly available. So me trying to not be overly available, even though I'm in quarantine, I'm super available. I'm on my phone 24 <laughs> seven. I didn't answer after he started messaging me. And then he was like, here's my number. And I was like, okay, great, eager beaver. So then it gives me his number, we're texting. I didn't answer his last message. He adds me on Snapchat. I'm like, one, you either do this to every girl or two, Serena's advice is working. And this is why I'm telling you all, because I'm having a wedding in 2025. So get ready, guys. You're all invited. That's how you get them in, Gary. Yeah. Well, he did leave me on red last night. So I'm like, Ugh, dickhead. It's fine. No, I think we should start looking for your dress now. We should. You know what dress I was thinking? I was actually thinking of doing like a mermaid gown, maybe like a change. So I'll do a mermaid one in the beginning. So like sexy, let them know, like I still got it. And then second half for the reception, I'll just make a little more like flowy so I can dance around, shake my booty, twerk, let them know. I love that. I actually have not thought about what kind of wedding dress I want, but I love the switch up. I think that'll be good. <laughs> it is good. And you know what's so funny? Speaking of wedding dresses, we have a fashion blogger, content creator, digital creator, runs the game from New York. She is joining us today on our episode. Her name is Jenna Elise. She goes by at Shabbily Chic. Chic spelled with an S, not a C. Don't get it twisted. And we are so excited to be talking with her today. She has the most cool, effortless style, something I lack. And I'm so excited to have her. So sit back and enjoy the interview we have with Jenna Elise, Shavali Sheik. Woo! <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We have a very special guest, Jenna Elise, a.k.a. Shavali Sheik. Hey, welcome. Hey Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. I mean, you guys, I wish you could see her right now on video chat. She's a brush, blow dried her hair, gold chain, like cute black chic top. She is the real deal. So how has your quarantine been going so far? I mean, probably similar to everybody else's, honestly. I unfortunately had to leave my apartment in the city and I came home to New Jersey. So it's been a really, really big change. But I've been trying to structure my day the same way I would normally. As a blogger, I work from home anyways. So I'm kind of used to working from home, that whole angle. I mean, it's obviously different because now I, it's the only thing that I can do is be home. But really, I've structured my day pretty much the same as I would be in the city. How is it like living with the family? Because I know you moved back from your apartment to home. So how is it like living with the family and not wanting to like rip their heads off? It's definitely been an adjustment. I mean, I, have, <laughs> I graduated college, guys. And literally two weeks after I came home, I moved right to the city. I was like, I'm done. I've had enough time being at home. I went to school in Arizona and then I came back to the East Coast and I was like bored and I was like, I, I need to go. So it's been hard to stay in one place for this long. Definitely. It's not like New York, but trying my best to keep it in there. We've been planning some family activities and just trying to be as normal as we can. Oh, what kind of activities? We have not done jack shit besides eating. So tell us about your <laughs> activities. <laughs> I mean, I feel that definitely eating. We, I mean, our whole day is structured around meals, but like today it's pouring. So we're going to have like movie night and make some popcorn and like pretend like we're doing actual activities. So we'll see how I that goes. I love that. I love that. Do you have a movie picked out yet or just it's going to like a TBD type of thing? Not yet. I'm actually worried because we can never agree on something to watch together. So I'm kind of waiting until later to tackle that problem. That's always the hardest part because it's like 
my mom and my sisters always want to watch like crime and I'm like can I just have a light rom-com like give me something that's not so heavy yeah I'm picky I love crime like dramas but I can watch pretty much anything except for like horror films I don't love them but we'll see it's probably gonna be something funny like I want it to be a lighter mood it's just been like too dreary (laughs) yeah I'm with you on that so but let's dive into our first segment unfiltered friends Jenna is going to give us her opinion on these topics. So Jenna, because you're like a style blogger, content creator, you have the cutest stuff. Honestly, I wish I could shop everything on your page. How do you deal with like return shame? Like when you have to return something or it doesn't fit, like what do you do? do? Do you get like anxiety about it or how does that work for you? So I'm actually the worst when it comes to returns. I definitely get anxiety about it. I like to hold on to things. I like don't like to part with them. So even if I know that I won't really wear it, but I like might wear it, I'll just kind of keep it off to the side. Um, if like brands, like they'll send me things and like, usually I'm pretty good at figuring out what's going to work for my body type, but if it is the wrong size, I will suck it up and ask them. But typically I'll just hold on to it. I learned a ton of styling tricks. I used to be an editorial stylist assistant. I worked on a ton of shoots for major magazines and brands. I also worked in a magazine for a little bit. So I learned a ton of styling like tips on set. So I always have like little clamps with me and like safety pins to kind of just like fix the clothing however I need to. Especially when I shoot, I can't tell you how many times I've like worn something that like might be a little bit too tight and like it rips or like it's too big. And I honestly like I need to get better at making returns because I'm the worst at it. I I used to be horrible at it until like recently when I started working, I was like, oh, it's got to go. My own money got to go. So I've been like super into returning. But every time I like return something, I'm like, oh, my God, they're judging me. I'm like, they know like they think I'm they think I can't afford it or they think this and that. And I just start like overanalyzing the whole situation. I'm like, literally these people probably do not care at all in the slightest. Vic, what about you? Do you ever deal with return shame? Yes, well, I'm the worst. I hate online shopping for the whole purpose of I can't stand returning things. And I love going to the mall. Clearly we can't now, but this year I've been going to the mall so much and I've noticed there's not good stuff in the mall anymore. So I've been forced to online shop, but I'm so in between sizes and it's just the worst to have to return, but I'm doing it a lot during quarantine. So I'm trying to enjoy it more. And now that I'm home with my mom, I'm like, mom, how do I return this? Cause it's just such a pain to put it back in the mail, like get the printing label. I mean, now I'm learning it's easier, but it's just, it's a hassle <laughs> that I don't want to do. It's such a hassle. It's literally such a hassle. Speaking of returns, I'm sure everyone on TikTok wishes they could return the bangs that they just cut. I saw that you're on TikTok, Jenna. What do you think of this like whole bang trend where people like put their hair in front of their face and then they twist it and then they literally just take scissors to it and they're like, oh, bangs, there it is. I mean, for me personally, no, because my face shape will not handle that. But so many people can really pull it off. I think it's really edgy. And I just feel like it's something that people will always go back to. It's just like a major change. It's just like when you grow out your hair and then you chop it off. It's like the same, like same effect. So yeah, I do think that it will be a trend that's going to come and go, but it's not something that I will be partaking in. Things just take too long to grow. When I was little, I actually, I wanted side bangs. And so I took a comb and I like twisted my hair in it and it got, so that's why I have like side bangs now. That's just like how long they take to grow out. But Mm -hmm. I wasn't little, probably in like, maybe like eighth grade or something. And I was like, I'm cutting my own. And the comb got cut, like got stuck. And I think I kind of purposely did it. So I was like, oh my God, I have to cut it. Like. What a shame. <laughs> and I cut side, I cut side bangs. And oh my God, they were so short. My mom was like, what did you do to your face, Victoria? Um, 
So yeah, now I'm just like so scared from cutting my hair because my hair takes forever to grow back. Like I've been trying to grow out my hair since I was little. Like it's not growing because it got thinned out once and I've been growing it ever since. So yeah, I'm not going with that trend or going near bangs ever. I'm too scared. In high school, I used to have like major side bangs and I used to trim them myself. I would literally take a razor blade. And just like glide it down the sides. And I had, it literally covered my right eye. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but luckily, like before I went to college, I learned to grow it out and part my hair in the middle like a Kardashian. <laughs> that really changed it. No, the middle part, have you seen the TikTok trend of people, like it'll be a picture of them with a side part and then they transition to a middle part. And it's like, you know, you become a woman when you transition from a side part to a middle part. Totally. Could not agree more with that. I have a round face. Like, it doesn't even look good, but I'm like, you know what? The Kardashians do it, so I'm doing it. <laughs> I can't have one. I have a widow's peak, so when I do a middle part, I just think it looks so weird, but... Speaking of another hot trend, TikTok contours. Have you seen the self-tanner contour that everyone's doing? Like, they're just putting self-tanner on their forehead and under their cheekbone? Yeah, I have seen that. I mean, I guess it's, like, a permanent contour, so it must be kind of nice. It just stays on, but... I think I would definitely mess that up. I'm pretty decent at makeup, but like self-tanner, I've never been good at applying it. It's always patchy. I always get it all over my hands and feet and I'm just terrible at it. Same. Like I'm an avid self-tanner and mine always ends up patchy. Like I exfoliate, I do everything and I just always will have some patchy part on my face. And it's the worst when it's on your face because then people are looking at you and you're like, oh my God, do they think I have a skin disease? (laughs) Well, right now is definitely the time to try any new trend that you want because no one's going to see you for a pretty long time. So yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God for that because I'm starting this trend called growing out my black ass roots. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's been dip- like, it's been, whew, oh my God, I actually earlier today, I tried this TikTok trend where you put the purple shampoo, you just put it on your dry hair and let it sit because I have balayage and it's definitely been getting mm-hmm. a little orangey if I wanted to tone it up a bit. And I tried it today and I left it on for probably a little longer than I should have. I left oh, it on for like good. an hour. My hair is a little bit dry, but I think it really did bring out the color. So maybe you guys should try that. Yes, I will. Act- I was actually thinking about that. I keep seeing all that Fanola stuff all over yeah. it. So I'm like, I um, I tried Fanola. It doesn't work. I It dried my hair out when I did try it. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to revisit it. I mean, now's the time. Amazon's now shipping non-essentials again. Like maybe now's the time. I think it's going to be a long time before any of us can get to a hairdresser. So anything to help like drag your hair out as long as you can. I actually like the look of like your hair growing out and like you're like it kind of fading. Like I love that like balayage look. So if it's long enough, everyone's hair will start to look like that anyway. <laughs> you're giving us you're giving us a nice glimmer of positivity. That's what I needed in my life. <laughs> so tell us about you. How did you start Shabbily Chic? Like what was the inspo behind it? So I actually started it at the very end of college. Back when I did this, I graduated in 2016. Influencers were still very new. People kind of just did it like for fun. I actually didn't tell my friends about it until I hit 10,000 followers. I was kind of embarrassed about it. I like didn't really want people to know that I was blogging. I would like take regular photos and like have my friends take photos, but I didn't tell them I was like using them for a blog. It wasn't really until after I graduated college and moved to the city that I started like actually like gaining traction on it because I was working with some stylists, like I mentioned, and I was kind of documenting my everyday. I was just going through my day. I was in and out of like every luxury showroom you can imagine, like Chanel, Dior, St. Laurent. I was on set for like Vogue cover shoots and like all these just like major magazine publications. And I kind of just documented my day secretly, even though a lot of the times I was not supposed to. 
I definitely took some photos that were not allowed to be shown, but I like held on to them until after the like issue came out or everything was said and done. But that's kind of when I started to realize that people liked what I was doing and like liked my style and like the behind the scenes because the fashion industry is something I feel like you hear so much about, but you don't always have a look into what's actually going on. And I was providing that. And I feel like at my age, that was so rare. Like I was working with celebrities. I was working for like major magazine shoots and like major brand campaigns and things that people would never think that someone my age would be able to access. So I think that was cool to share that with my audience. I'm just like in awe right now hearing all of this. Like that is so cool. That's so incredible. What um, celebrities did you work with? Could you like name off a few? I did work with Solange, Beyonce's sister. I worked with Lily Aldridge on a campaign for Bulgari, which is really, really cool. So gorgeous and just so sweet. And really, it was a lot of models. There were a few celebrities, but um, it was mainly like model celebrities. So that was still really cool for me because I really love that world. No, that's incredible. I I worked at Fashion Week once in my life. For, I did New York Fashion Week. I interned for it two summers ago. And I was fangirling. Or not two summers ago. It was winter. So it was February. I was fangirling so hard over like the styling team and the models. Like, I can't even imagine what it was like actually being in it and like working in it. So that's so cool. From getting all that experience, how did you like grow this like chic, effortless style? Or did you already, did you always have this? I think my style definitely evolved when I moved to New York. I was buying pretty much all black because I was working on set so often. I can only wear black because that's just what you wear when you're a stylist or when you're a makeup artist or someone behind the scenes. So definitely my style got darker, more refined. I kind of cut out a bunch of patterns and like really bright colors for a while. But eventually, after I got out of that phase, like everybody that thinks that New Yorkers wear all black, I kind of learned how to transition in new pieces as I went along. So I already had my basics down at this point, and I would just start transitioning in like trendier pieces every season and like throwing in some more colors sometimes and like adding in that pattern, but just doing it really refined. That's a really good tip. I'm still trying to learn how to refine and get that like basic minimalist look. Like that's something I aim for because it always just looks so like put together and like rich I feel like it as opposed to like all like the brightness you're so right like the patterns and stuff you make a good point because I used to have this like terrible style and I thought oh you can only have like three or four black shirts and then my roommate who is very into fashion uh back in college and she had like 30 different black shirts she's like it's okay to have multiple black shirts so now I'm like Invest as many black shirts because you can dress it with so many different outfits. And I think that's like the best thing that I think I've learned. I definitely think like monochrome is so easy and so simple to get that look. And I feel like people try too hard to like make everything the same exact color when you really don't have to. Like, for example, mm-hmm. like if you have a pair of white trousers, a white tank top and like a cream blazer and just like neutral accessories, it will give you that same look and feel. I like playing with like textures because if you're wearing the same color, it looks like more like chic and like rich if you add different textures and not necessarily patterns, but like the fabrics. Wow. You're so knowledgeable. I'm like, oh my God, I need you to like dress me. Like, woo. Okay. So you were doing all this work. You were on set for magazines and you were helping, you were assisting. How did you kind of get to where you are now from that point? So, I mean, it's actually really funny because I started out freelancing and then I like kind of panicked about like the insecurity of like freelancing and not having like a steady job. So I transitioned after I worked at Interview Magazine, I transitioned into a full-time role in PR. So that was a big change for me going from like freelancing, like all over the place, like being in an office, being in a nine to five. I was there for two and a half years. I actually transitioned up into their digital division, which is my last full-time role. And it's funny because after I left, I went back to freelancing again, like as a blogger, as someone who's working at a music startup and someone who just freelance 
digital marketing for clients. It's just funny that it kind of came full circle. Definitely. And before we even started recording, we were talking about this music startup. It sounds so interesting. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about it? Yeah, I would absolutely love to. It's called CAD Music Management. There is a team of five of us right now. We all run our own departments. It's very in the startup phases. And we've actually had the opportunity to partner with new artists that are trying to emerge, but also some legacy artists that are trying to revamp their careers. And then on top of that, we've also been brought in to consult for like major labels to fill in like gaps in their market which I think is really cool. A lot of bigger labels have so many artists that they represent and they can't do like independent touring for them or do like a full social digital marketing plan for them. So we kind of come in and like take over those smaller bits and like subsidize that for them. So it's been really fun. We've worked with Sony and Red Light Management, Entertainment One and some other just huge music labels. It's been really, really fun. That is so incredible. I have a friend that works for Atlantic Records and he always tells me, he's like, yeah, the artists that come in, they're always wearing the craziest stuff. Do you ever get to like meet the artist? I've met a few. I mean, honestly, we had so many tours booked for the summer that we had to cancel for obvious reasons. So we would have met a lot more people. But the few that I have met, they definitely have their own unique style, which I love. I love that fashion and music kind of go hand in hand, which is why I feel like this new role is such a natural fit for what I've already done. But I've definitely seen some crazy things. Crazier than Fashion Week looks like on the regular. It's crazy. Oh my God, please give us an example because I feel like the Fashion Week looks, I'm like, all right, this is great for the runway, but where is anyone going to wear this? So what, like, what are the craziest looks you've seen? It could be either from these people that you work with or like random people on the street. I mean, New York is just like a place for everybody. So I've definitely seen people that wear too much clothing and people that don't wear enough clothing like it really just depends on (laughs) and honestly like the best thing is nobody can really judge you like New York is so like you just go throughout your day there's so many people and you just become so desensitized to things like you'll walk down the street and you'll be like wow like that guy is not wearing a short a shirt or pants like he's just wearing like booty shorts and like running around and like that's totally fine and I love that I love that you can like really be yourself and like express yourself but I've definitely I seen. I saw someone in booty shorts, like a guy in booty shorts. On the ride, especially like rollerblading. That seems to be like a, a common thing to like rollerblade in like just short shorts in the summer. That's my favorite thing about cities because I'm living in Philly and I went to college there and I feel like I was able to just do whatever style I want. Like you're not held to have to dress the same where I feel like sometimes in some suburbs, towns where like I'm from it's very like you have to dress a certain way and in a city it's like dress how you want like express yourself do it like feel however you want which I love about cities I definitely like I've tried out trends and definitely felt judged though I mean for fashion week (laughs) I always just wear like just over the top looks that I wouldn't wear like daily and like this past fashion week it was raining so much that I just took I jumped on the subway most days and I was just on the subway and like my full-on just like colorful crazy outfit I got a lot of stares, but honestly, it was fine. I like, it doesn't really bother me anymore because there's just, everyone's doing it that week. Yeah, and if they're staring, all it means is they're taking note. You know, we don't know what kind of note they're taking, but they're taking note of the look. <laughs> definitely, that's a good way to, to think about it. I mean, people definitely have told me they liked it or people just give me like dirty looks. So it's really a mix. It's like whatever they personally feel. Yeah, so where do you personally shop? Like where are your favorite places to shop? Ooh, this one's so hard. I mean, one of my favorite things about being a fashion blogger is that you learn about all these new brands that you never even thought to look at before. So either like I'll go through Instagram all the time and like look for like new brands or they'll reach out to me, but I definitely have my go-tos. I am a Zara girl, I love it. I go there for all like basics and sometimes just trendier pieces I don't wanna spend like a fortune on. So I love shopping there. I love Revolve. 
I've been partnering with them for like a few months now and they just have the best stuff. Congrats. I'm a big Revolve girl. Even though like, I literally buy the cheapest stuff on Revolve. Like I'll do like super down because I know it's like a more affordable price point for me. But Revolve, I'm so happy you're working with them. That's an incredible thing to partner with. Yeah, that was probably my favorite brand partnership so far. It's been long term. So that's really, really exciting. I mean, every influencer wants to work with them. They're just kind of like, they kind of set the tone for brands working for influencer or working with influencers. So I just, it was just really exciting to get that partnership. I've been wanting that for the longest time. But I also love shopping. I mean, I shop at like everyday places too. Like I love Uniqlo, like Nordstrom. Um, I do a lot of online shopping as well. And then I kind of just, I like to mix up my style a lot. So I actually have a membership for Rent the Runway. I don't know if you guys use that, but they have a flagship store in the city and it's the best. They don't really have anything in store, but you can do returns there. And I use that all the time for like photo shoots or like last minute events where I need like a gown or something really fancy that I don't have in my closet. It just makes it so easy to keep switching up my look. I do. I use something similar to Rent the Runway. I use Newly. It's new. It's by um the people who make Free People Anthropology and Urban Outfitters. But I literally love it for the same reason. Like I get to have this look, but like I don't have to spend a fortune on it. And it's quick and easy. And I can send it back when I'm done. I'm like, oh, amazing. It's not just like taking up space in my closet. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I actually, I've been getting into like vintage shopping recently. So I've been going into a lot of consignment shops and like looking for like hidden gems. I found like some really great like luxury pieces. I found a pair of like Dior sandals and they were super inexpensive and like barely worn. Definitely like love like searching for that. Oh, I need a pair of Dior sandals in my life. Um, so tell us about influencing. So how has the influencer industry changed since the coronavirus? Um, well, the industry's definitely done a full 180. As we've seen over the past few weeks, it's press preview season right now. And a ton of brands had all these events scheduled that they had to, for obvious reasons, cancel. But a lot of them have been doing all these virtual press previews and like virtual events. You'll like call in or you'll zoom into the meeting. I actually the other day did a zoom press preview for a bunch of beauty brands that I love. And it was so amazing. I'm actually so for these virtual events. I kind of hope they keep doing them in the future because I got to sit there and like hear from all these amazing brands in my sweatpants with no makeup on, like just got to hang out in my bed and like listen and like comment with all the other girls about what products we like and like ask them questions and it was just so like it was so much easier to see all these products in one place that way and I, I really hope it's something they continue oh definitely I feel like after all this coronavirus now I feel like the world's learning how to adjust and adapt to times like this so I feel like coming out of this is going to be super digital heavy like I feel like virtual zooms and all that stuff is going to be a lot more prominent than it was before so speaking of your content who takes your pictures and yeah. how has that changed that's changed very recently. Recently, I bought a ring light, which I've never had before. I don't know why. It's amazing. I've literally been shooting on my phone. Usually, I shoot on my camera, but I've just been using the clicker on my phone and shooting my content at home, and it's super easy, but typically, when I'm back in the city, I use a photographer to shoot with me. It's just easier because they know the kind of style that I want, the type of angles that I want. It's just easier to work with them. But when I travel, I'm usually with my friends or family, so I kind of have to like creative direct them to help me shoot the looks that I want to get. But I found that making mood boards and really just like picking out the poses that I want and showing them firsthand, like what I want the photo to look like is super, super helpful. So it's really a mix. I mean, I love shooting with a photographer, but I can get the same content that I want on my own. I've kind of learned how to adapt to whatever my situation is. So I feel like that's exactly what you need for this time. Like it's definitely so much harder coaching friends and family right now. Like if they're taking anything for you or helping you out to get the idea, like what you want. So I feel like content bringing that to show them is makes such a difference. Katie, you are queen of having her mom take pictures. You have oh, trained yeah. her like the angles, like 
she knows. She was almost, Katie and I did like a little photo shoot together and her mom was almost like questioning me, like, you don't know what to do. <laughs> she, I was like, Katie just knows what to do. Like I'm here standing here awkwardly and you, you go in, you know what kind of pose you want. You're like, let's execute it. <laughs> yeah. She's not like my mom, like super plain Jane, not like a glam girl. Like I totally just kind of made her into my photographer. She didn't even apply. Just the job was just handed to her. <laughs> and you know, she's really been stepping up her game. I tell her, I'm like, this is good stuff. Like, you've really come a long She's way. Good. Like, at first, it wasn't that good, but come a long way. So speaking of content, who do you like to follow? Like, who inspires you content-wise? I mean, I'm constantly, like, looking at new influencers. I love, like, looking for, like, new people to follow. But you have to give credit to, like, the OG girls. They kind of paved the way. Like, I really look up to, like, Danielle Bernstein and, like, Kiara Ferrari. Because they really just... They took their brand and made it into like a mini empire, which is they made all these brand extensions of themselves. And it's just something that's really aspirational for me. Like on the next step is I continue blogging and growing my brand. So I, I definitely love to see what they're up to and to see like how they can help me in the like what they're doing now will help me in the future. But I also love following Tezza. I don't know if you guys follow her, but she's just insanely creative. Her content is just out of this world. She is so nice. I actually got to meet her in my last job. We had like a full sit down, like happy hour. And she was just so nice and genuine and like, just super talented and she's just really inspiring. See, I actually don't know who Tessa is, but now I'm going to follow her. Like, I, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable in that space and I'm upset that I don't know who that is. You know who you really, it remind me of though, like your style, but it's like more glam. Do you know who Mary Anna Hewitt is? Yeah, I do. You like remind that. me of her, but like the more glam version. That's like such a compliment because I think she's super glam. I actually met her. She sat on a panel for this event that I was working at when I was in PR. So to hear that, it's actually really insane. She's so tiny like me in person. I, like we are pretty similar. Like our style is a little bit similar, but her hair is way nicer and longer. I need to grow mine out. Oh my God, she's stunning. I, I love her, but that, like what else was she like? Like I need more details. I'm literally obsessed with her. Like I fangirl over her. I comment on her stuff. She was really, really sweet. We actually met her mom too. We were in the elevator with them and they're just really nice. I mean, bloggers are just people seem to forget, but bloggers are really just everyday people. Like some of them have kind of turned their blog into like a celebrity status, but like we're not celebrities. We're just people that are like learning as we go. And we're here to like, we might have more knowledge in a certain thing than other people. And like, we just want to share the tips that we have and like share the experiences that we have. So most bloggers that I've met are just literally just someone that you'd want to hang out with like every day. <laughs> I love that. Did she bring any Summer Fridays with her, her skincare line? So at the time, this is a long time ago before she even launched the brand. So unfortunately, okay. no. But I, I am obsessed with her masks. Her face masks are my favorite. The I haven't tried them, but I need to get it. Like I keep, I'm always on the fence. I'm like, oh, do I do it? Do I not? But like, I think I need to get it. Well, Sephora is having a sale right now. So I think you should do it. I should, but it's only for Rouge. When does it open up for non-Rouge members? Like the people, I'm a VIP. B, yeah, oh, B-I-B. I, I buy a lot of makeup. <laughs> oh my God. See, Vic and I are lucky because where we work, we get a discount on makeup, but only certain brands. So like that, I'll just adjust my makeup taste to like what brands we have. So I haven't been shopping at Sephora as much, but I guess I need to get back into it. So let's dive into Hangover Getter. This is our segment where we go over advice that you have for our guests. How do you find your personal style and brand? Like what advice can you give to people to find their personal style and brand? Personal style. I mean, it's definitely subjective. Like things that I like, people that follow me might not like as well. But I think that people seem to forget there's so many trends out there and like fashion changes all the time. But people need to really remember to dress for their body type and what makes them feel the most confident. Like for me, for example, like I'm very petite and like I can't wear things that have a ton of fabric. Like right now, baby doll dresses are really, really in, but it's so overwhelming on like my petite frame and it just makes me look like a garbage bag. But <laughs> 
So I honestly, I just feel like when you're dressing for yourself to really just find pieces and trends that you know will like work for you and like make you feel the most confident and like the most secure in yourself. And that's actually taken me a long time to like learn because I am someone that worked in like such a crazy editorial industry and like fashion was just over the top. And I was like, I can try that. Like I can do that. Like that will work for me. But you just kind of have to like sit there and like actually think about what makes you feel the best. I love that advice because this question stemmed from one night with Katie. I was like, I'm just upset (laughs) because I don't know what my style is. Like, I am not super fashionable. I wouldn't like classify myself into that. And I'm like, I don't have one style. And but so I like that you make a point, like see what works for you because not everything is going to. So thanks. I I needed to hear that, especially from someone who's so good at fashion. Another question talking about fashion, when is the right time to hop on a trend? Like I've been dying to hop on these like Phila sneakers. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but they're like so ugly, but I feel like everyone has them. When is a good time to hop on a trend that may be like a little risky? Oh, that's a great question. I actually get asked this a lot because there's so many like dad sneakers are such a trend right now. Like I thought they would go away by now, but they've only gotten more apparent in everyone's wardrobe. Like everyone has dad sneakers now. I remember when I first bought them, my friends judged me so hard and then <laughs> buying them too. But I really think that, I mean, it's the same as like dressing for yourself. You should really hop on a trend if you know that you're going to feel comfortable in it. I mean, definitely go try it on, try it out, experiment with it. The rule that people always say is the rule of three. Like if three people are like wearing something, then it's like a trend. But I don't really feel that's necessarily the case. I kind of feel like whatever is out there in the world, if you like it and want to try it, you should just do it. Like you should experiment. You might actually end up loving it. My dad's sneakers are like more comfortable than like my running sneakers sometimes which I never really thought that would be like the case if I were to buy dad sneakers like what dad sneakers should I buy I mean I really want the Balenciaga ones but right now they're <laughs> from Zara they're super cheap see I like to go cheaper with my like trendier items to try them out and see if I really like the trend first and then I'll like look into like the luxury items for later I love that tip get a feel for it and then execute on the expensive one yeah I love that's that definitely, like my advice for hopping on trends like you don't have to like spend like all this money on like whatever the luxury piece is like try ordering something from like ASOS first and like seeing how that goes for you like and then if you like that style then you can invest more into that definitely you've accomplished so much at 25 I feel like just talking to you I'm like wow this girl is so cool how did you learn everything in the industry and like what do you recommend to someone who's 25 right now trying to get into the industry I just worked my butt off. I So I'm someone that loves to have multiple projects at once. So even when I was, when I first moved to the city and I was assisting a stylist team, at the same time, I was also interning a few days at this fashion PR company. I was writing for this website to cover events in the city, which is actually how I started getting into blogging more. It's how I covered my first fashion week. I guess I just recommend that you just try out a bunch of things and like make the time to add in those passion projects that you're not really sure about and just learn as much as you can, like wherever you are, whatever company you're at, even if you don't love where you are right now, just go to that company and learn everything that you can. This is something that I've definitely done, like learn what this company is doing, learn what they're doing right, learn learn what they're doing wrong, and then take that information and just, if you go out on your own, just make it better and see how you can make the industry a better place. I'm someone that would always take on multiple projects at the same time and just try out all these things until I figured out what I actually liked and what what I wanted to do. And how did you know when it was like a good time to quit your job? Because I know you did freelancing and I knew you were working in an agency and you're like, you know what, I'm going to quit. I'm going to fully pursue all of your other ventures. When did you know like this is the time for me to do this? So I kind of left my job a little prematurely. I wouldn't recommend doing that. There was some turnover in our company and I just decided that it was time for me to try something new. So my blog had really picked up at this time. I had some freelance clients that wanted to work with me, but I didn't have time to take them on because I was working full time. And then obviously my music startup was taking up a lot of time. So I kind of 
did that little leap into freelance again, which has definitely been a whole new world. I mean, being freelance this time is really different than when I first started because I do have more projects going on. I have a little bit more knowledge of things and really just taking the skills that I have and making them into something that's my own is been really really rewarding but definitely a little scary how do you yeah. time manage that all it's like, a lot you write I mean, it down like what do you how do you remember it all and do I'm it old school with like making lists I love like writing in my planner and just marking off what I need to get done for the day but on top of that like I don't just work nine to five now I work 24 7 so people think that like if you're freelance you like have all this time in the world but the thing is you just have time at different times like maybe in the morning when somebody's going to work, you can like go to a workout class, but that doesn't mean that after you're not gonna be sitting on your computer until like midnight. So it really just depends. It's just figuring out what's the most important and just like filling in with things while you have free time. So it's time for our last segment, Power Moves. What would be your tip for our listeners? Tip, life hack, what do you wanna tell them? Um, I think it, the tip that I've learned is that not nobody really knows what they're doing exactly. They act like they do, but they don't. So just knowing, being true to yourself and just knowing what you're passionate about and like really growing that like any way you can. It's just, I think that's just the best tip, the best advice that someone can give you is that like, you don't have to know what you're doing right now, but whatever you're learning is going to help you in the long run. Like I've taken this time in quarantine to really kind of refine my digital marketing skills. I signed up for a class. I've been like watching some videos and like learning more about like Google ads and things that I never had the time to learn about. So just, I think just figuring out what you want to do and just learning all that you can in that field is going to be really helpful. I love Definitely. That. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast today. Everyone follow her at Shabbily Chic, Chic with an S. And also check out her music company that she's working for. It is C-A-D Management, pronounced CAD, right? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone check them out. And any other social handles you want them to follow you on? I'm on every platform. It's just Shabbily Chic. It's the same thing. So you can find me there. And my website, shabbilychic.com. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Follow us at The Moral Hangover Podcast. And we'll see you next week for a new episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.